Staying true to America's national destiny, the voice of the awakening. Your host, Bishop E. W. Jackson. Remember, I just read from you this politician down in Georgia talking about there is something that transcends the resurrection, and that is our doing good. And you got a nerve to stand in the pulpit. They're going to run you out of there. Because the Bible says, not by works of righteousness that I have done, but by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves is the gift of God, lest anyone should boast. And that grace and that faith are paid for by the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. There is nothing that transcends that. Amen. Without that, the Bible says, if Christ be not raised, then our faith is in vain. Amen. There is no Christianity without the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen. So the devil wants to keep people away from all that. And of course, he wants to keep people away from Christmas. Because you see, in order for the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ to have the validity it must have, Jesus had to be born of a virgin. There's no other way it could be done. He had to be born of a virgin. Well, see, they want to throw out, say, that's why this, this, ve this vehement opposition against nativity scenes. Get those out. We don't want those. You can put up a Santa Claus statue. <laughs> Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, but we don't want a nativity scene. That should not be on private property. Because they don't want to be reminded of the miracle of Christmas. I mean, the miracle of Christmas is that Jesus Christ's birth is a miracle itself. He is the only human being ever born that didn't have a human father, other than Adam, of course, that didn't have a human father. And Adam wasn't born. Adam was created. That didn't have a human father. God is his father. Was and is. Amen. And they don't want anybody to be reminded of that. They don't want people to, to realize that, the, look, the, the, the essence of our salvation is that he who knew no sin... Look, you and I are born in sin and shaped in iniquity. Jesus was not. So wait, 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 he was born of a woman. Yeah, but the, but the line of, of sinful legacy was through Adam. And by not having a, a human father, Jesus legally did not carry that sin legacy. So he was, he was the, the last Adam, meaning just like Adam, he was free and capable of sin, but he had no inner inclination towards sin like you and I do. Adam didn't either. Adam had no inclination towards sin. He had to be persuaded, and he gave in to that persuasion. Well, here's the thing. Jesus had no inclination towards sin, and the devil tried to persuade him, and he wouldn't go for it. That's the difference. Jesus said no. Amen. And thank God he did, because that way he was able to pay for our sin. Didn't have any of his own sin to pay for. Amen. Amen. And they don't want us to be reminded that he was born of a virgin, laid in a manger and wrapped in swaddling clothes. You know, I just realized this in doing research for this message. That hymn, Silver Bells, Silver Bells, Silver Bells, Silver Bells, Silver Bells, it's Christmas time in the city. Do you know that many public, uh, uh, many venues that want to be politically correct have changed that from silver bells, it's festive time in the city. Because they don't want to say Christmas. 
But Christmas is not a myth. It's not a story. It really happened. And you know, here's the interesting thing. Everybody who played some part in that event understood that what was going on was supernatural. They understood that. You know, people want, that's what they want to do. They want to get the supernatural out of it. They want to, they want to get the miracle out of it. They, they don't want it to be about that. But the people who were there understood that. Amen? And, and look, God revealed to them supernaturally the nature of this event. I mean, remember Zacharias? Zacharias, did, he, he didn't get it. He, Angel had to shut his mouth. He didn't get it. But, 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 a, but a supernatural event happened to him. Elizabeth, remember when Mary shows up? And Elizabeth says, the babe leaped in my womb. And then Elizabeth said, the, the, the mother of my Lord has come to me. Wow, revelation. She realized something supernatural was happening. This was not just a normal birth. And then, of course, Joseph had angels appear to him in dreams to direct him how to avoid Herod and how to avoid the danger. And remember Simeon and Anna? Simeon, the old prophet, Anna, the old prophetess. Simeon goes, in fact, in Luke, that's in Luke chapter 2, verses 25 through 32. And the 26th verse is, it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. It had been revealed to him. In other words, he didn't get this by his own conjuring and figuring and, and, and research. God revealed it to him. Amen. So then he came into the temple and the Holy Spirit said, this is, this is the child. This is the child. Praise God. And then he says, he says, the, this child is a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles. Revelation. See, it was this, he understood this was something that was going to have to be revealed. And, and, and we're getting to this dividing line. You and I and, and all the Christians watching me celebrate Christmas because its meaning has been revealed to us. It's not because we've studied the history, maybe we've done this, but, but, but it's because God has released into our hearts a revelation of the reality of what he has done for us. Remember what, what Jesus said to Peter? And Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, flesh and blood has not revealed it to you, but my father, which is in heaven. And by the way, just to show, it had to be a supernatural revelation because in the next breath, when Jesus says, I am going to go to the cross and I'm going to be crucified, Peter said, oh, no, 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 Lord, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not having that. <laughs> and Jesus, after Jesus said, my father in heaven revealed this to you, then he says, get behind me, Satan. I mean, that's all in the same event. <laughs> so it's clear that Peter wasn't smart enough to figure that out by himself. Because as soon as that he got that revelation, and then the next thing he's trying to do is undermine it. Amen, amen. And the prophetess Anna came into the temple and bore witness to Jesus Christ as the Redeemer. And, 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 and I talked about uh, Mary and Zacharias uh, and Elizabeth and, and their interaction. That All of this was in the realm of the supernatural. It's the realm of revelation. So here's, here's what I'm getting to that I think will be very helpful to you. Remember this, we don't, you and I as Christians, we didn't learn who Jesus is. It was revealed to us. Now, somebody may have told you, but that doesn't mean you knew it. 
It was revealed to us who he is. So we don't get this by information. We get it by revelation. Amen. It's not learned knowledge. It's revealed knowledge. It's not uploaded into your mind by your persistent studying. It's downloaded into you from heaven by God's grace. And that's where the real spiritual divide is. Those of us, in fact, look, you and I, and I hope you can track with me on this. We don't just believe that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. We know it. We know it. I hope you can say amen to that. We know it. I mean, you know, I, I've said this before. There, there are, 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 are some things about our walking with God that where we're just beyond simply believing, we know. And we know not because of some tangible proof. We know because it's so deep rooted in our hearts that you just can't root it out. That's why I say these people who, who say they were Christians and then convert to something else, I have to wonder. I mean, because you know what to me? That's like, that's like going into the bank with a, 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 a $10,000 in cash and saying, I want to deposit this. And they say, okay, I will take it. We'll put it in your account. Say, now, can you give me counterfeit? <laughs> well, nobody does that. <laughs> I mean, you have real money. You don't want, <laughs> you've experienced it. You know, they say that that's how FBI agents are taught to spot counterfeit, not by studying counterfeit, but by studying the real. They said they become so intimate with what a real bill looks like that when they see a counterfeit, it immediately jumps out at them. So I don't, I don't even understand that. I know one thing. I'm not going anywhere. Hallelujah. I met the real thing. I've, I've met Jesus and he's sweet. I know. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now, look. This is what happens in our text. And I want to show you some things that I think you're going to find very interesting and I think very instructive as well. Let me put this premise to you and then I'll prove it to you. The shepherds were not changed by the information they got from the angels, but by the revelation imparted to them by Almighty God. Say, so, well, wait a minute, Bishop. Angels appeared. Well, angels, an angel appeared to Zechariah. He didn't get anything. <laughs> he didn't say, oh, yeah, okay, I got it now. No. And, and, you know, people think that supernatural events persuade people. They don't. They don't. What persuades, what allows people to be persuaded is the condition of their hearts. And you can have miracles happen all over the place. In fact, I'm going to show you that. And people just look at it and go, well, yeah, that's great, but, and, and go right on about their business. Jesus performed one of the greatest miracles in human history when he went to Lazarus, who'd been dead for four days, went to his tomb, told them, roll the stone away, call Lazarus out. Not only did he raise Lazarus from the dead, but look, they were mummifying bodies at that time. They were completely wrapping them up, hand and, and, and feet all the way down. And, and the power of Jesus' word floated that body, now alive, out of that tomb and sat him down at the mouth of that tomb. And Jesus said, now loose him. <laughs> he can't walk like that. Let him go. <laughs> and look at what it says in John eleven forty five. 45. It says, then many of the Jews who had come to Mary and had seen the things Jesus did, 
believed in him. But, but, some of them went away to the Pharisees and told them the things Jesus did. Then the chief priests and Pharisees gathered a council and said, what shall we do for this man works many signs? Those people went away and told him they weren't interested in believing in Jesus. They were interested in stopping him. And the 53rd verse says, then from that day on, they plotted to put him to death. Not only did the miracle not move them to want to be with Jesus, they became dug in that they had to stop him. So you think supernatural events, oh, yeah, praise God, you do a miracle and everybody will believe, everybody. Look, the guy who was at the pool of Bethesda had been in there, what was it, 38 years, and Jesus went and, and, and got first, I always laugh about this guy, because Jesus goes up to him and said, do you want to be made whole? Well, let me explain something. I'm a victim, and they won't let me, and I get ready to get down. Somebody beats me to the punch. I need some affirmative action here, Jesus. I mean, I, you know, dude, I, I need something special done for me. And Jesus, I'm just, Jesus must be thinking, I didn't ask you all that. I ask you, do you want to be made whole? You know, Jesus doesn't ask us for victim excuses. He asks us, what do we want? The Bible says in Jeremiah 33, 3, call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Amen? Matthew 7, 7 says, ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened to you. See, saints, this is why Christianity is the only hope for bringing unity to this country. Because we all serve the same God and we know he makes no distinctions between us except by willingness to put our faith and trust in him. And he doesn't care what you look like, where you came from, what your gender is. If you're willing to do that, he's going to help you. Glory to God. Glory to God. And that's what our country needs to come back to understanding. Amen. Amen. One God, one nation under God, that with that indivisible and with liberty and justice for all. That's how you get there. Hallelujah. You don't get there with Marxism. You don't get there with socialism. You don't get there with racial distinctions. You get there by putting your faith in almighty God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now those people that saw the miracle and then went away to betray Jesus were no different than Judas. He had been there the whole time. You think about the things he saw. And when push came to shove, he went out and betrayed him. So if supernatural events were enough, Judas would have been one of the apostles. I mean, you know, ongoing instead of killing himself. So saints, that's not what got the shepherds going. And by the way, nothing wrong with supernatural events. But please don't look to supernatural events to build your faith because the devil will counterfeit for you if you, if you, you get in that position. Amen? You've you got to be like that centurion. Lord, you just say the word. That's it. That's all I need. Not, well, Lord, when the third Volkswagen goes by at 3 o'clock, <laughs> let it be a yellow one and that'll... No. <laughs> no. Lord, your word is enough. 
Your word is enough. You know, I didn't plan to say this, but I really believe this is of the Holy Spirit. One of the things all of us ought to pray for is, Lord, help me to discern your guidance and your direction for my life. You know, I was praying and talking to God in my own prayer time about this. And I said, you know, Lord, I, I, I know that I've gotten a lot better at discerning your voice and knowing it's you. Because uh, for a long time in my Christian walk, I would say this to God. I would say, well, Lord, I don't have any doubt of you, but I do have a little doubt in myself <laughs> that I'll get it right. And I want you to help me make sure I get it right. Amen. Now, God never told me, well, put out a fleece, son. And if there's no moisture on it, then nah. what, the Bible says those who are led by what? The spirit of God are the children of God. How are you led by the spirit within? Within. You come to absolute unswerving conviction about the direction that God has for you. And then you become unshakable. Amen. Amen. So that's what you want. You want God to, to lead you and guide you and direct you. And, 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 and by the way, saints, that's not something that you do in a vacuum. There are times, by the way, when people will not understand. But I tell you what, God will help people to see it around you. But you, what you have to do is if you know, old Roberts used to say, if God told you to build, dig a hole. In other words, start. <laughs> and, and people may look and say, you, 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 you're digging a hole? I said, I've laughed. Ms. Rosa will appreciate this because we were down, she was down here for, up from Boston for convocation. And, and we weren't in this, this particular spot. We were still in the hotel. And we came by, and this, this place, I mean, machines and dye and holes in the floor, and, and, and it, it was a mess. It was a mess. And, and I think back on myself, I say, it wasn't me, it was the Lord. Because I walked in and said, oh, look, look at this. And she kind of looked at her son and went, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But God is the one who helps us to see what we're supposed to see. Amen. Not just what's there, but what we're supposed to see. Praise God. Now, remember when Jesus told the parable about, uh, about uh, 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 the poor man, Lazarus, being in Abraham's bosom and the rich man looking over, uh, looking up from hell and saying, you know, send, give, let somebody dip my tongue in some water. And, and then he says this. He says, Send somebody back from the dead to tell my relatives. And Jesus says, if they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded the one rise from the dead. And isn't that still true? Because one has risen from the dead and they're still not persuaded. Amen. So let me show you something in this text then that will bless you and help you to understand how important revelation is and, and what it should mean and can mean in your life. Because it can mean the difference, by the way. I really believe it can mean the difference between you're getting your breakthrough and not getting your breakthrough. Look at verse 10 in our text. Verse 10, Luke chapter 2. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, let me just get there. Luke chapter 10. Did I lose that that fast? 
Oh, here we go. It says, Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. Now, follow me closely. If you've got your own Bible, you can make notes. If you've got some electronic device, you can highlight. That word said is the Greek word there, the verb of logos. Logos is a noun. That's the word lego, L-E-G-O. It comes directly from the word logos. And it's logos, of course, found in John 1.1. In the beginning was the logos, and the logos was God, and the logos was God. Now look at verse 13. It says... And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, saying, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Now, once again, that word saying is the same word, lego, from the word logos. And of course, the word lego or logos indicates a general declaration for all people at all times. It is a general declaration. The Bible is God's logos to all people, okay? But something changed in these shepherds after this announcement of the birth of the Messiah. Luke 2, 17, it says, Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. Now the word saying is the same English word as before, but it's a different Greek word. It is another word in the Greek that indicates the word of God, but on a personal revelatory level. It is the word rhema. Says now when they had seen him, they made widely known the rhema. See, when they spoke it, it was logos. But now God has done something in their hearts and it's now rhema to them. See, that word suggests a specific word that comes alive to you. See, when they spoke it, they were hearing it, they were in awe, but it wasn't alive to them. God did a work in their hearts that caused this thing to come alive to them. And saints, if the word of God is merely logos to you, that'll explain why you're not getting some of the things fulfilled that you believe God has for you, because it's got to be rhema to you. It's got to be personal for you. It's got to be God speaking to you. Amen. Glory to God. I can tell you that, and by the way, this is an ongoing process because, see, rhema has to be applied in sometimes in a variety of different situations. You can be in a situation where something becomes rhema to you for that situation, then you face another situation where it's not alive yet. Mm-hmm. Been there. Well, I said, well, Lord, I know that. But it, but it hadn't come alive for me in this situation. I see it now. Can I give you a trivial uh, example, but it may drive the point home. Um, I was about to fly out, uh, this was years ago, and I couldn't find my wallet. And I knew I had to have my wallet. I didn't know where I was gonna get it, but I'm, I'm running around the house frantically because I don't know where in the world I left the thing. And you know, I, man, I'm, I'm kind of you know, losing it. Oh my goodness, what in the world? And the Lord spoke to me said, didn't I say be anxious for nothing? I mean, Lord, you mean in filing my wallet? Yeah, that too. <laughs> and I just calmed right down and said, well, Lord God, then you, you will have me find my wallet. And I'll be able to catch my plane. And within a minute or two, boom, put my hands right on it. Just like that. Just like that. 
And God showed me, see, you, you think you apply that to big things. Oh, yeah, be anxious for nothing. Oh, God, I got a big problem over here, but I'm not going to be anxious over that, Lord. But I, this little problem, yeah, I don't mind being anxious about that. That's okay. <laughs> so, see, I, it, it was rhema to me in some circumstances, but not in this one. And I, just recently, I found another application. Because I don't know whether any of you have experience trying to call for service today. <laughs> Woo! Brother, go to Galatians. Don't, not right now, but you make sure you meditate on Galatians 5, 22 and 23. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And about the 20, when you've been waiting online for 20 minutes talking to a robot, yeah. that's when you say love, joy, peace, long-suffering, <laughs> kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. When you're about to say, speak to a representative! I tell you, you know, every now and then God will let you know you haven't arrived. <laughs> because you all know I don't curse. I really don't. I don't curse at all. I don't, I just, God took it from me. But I tell you what, if there ever a time I'd be tempted. <laughs> is it rhema to you? Is it rhema? Or is it Logos? Yes, I know the word says that. Praise God. But is it real to you? See, it's not enough that it's Logos. It needs to be Rhema to you. And this became Rhema to these shepherds. It became revelation to them. Because remember, now, the angel's not just telling them that there's going to be a baby. And finding the baby doesn't prove that what the angel said was true. They told him, there's born to you this day in the city of David a Savior. They read that as Messiah. Messiah has been born. What the Jews have been waiting for since time immemorial. They said the Messiah has been born. They went there and said, yes. Yes, it's true. The Messiah has been born. Glory to God. It says in, the, in verse 17, it says, now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying. Now they're saying rhema. They made widely known the rhema which was told them concerning this child. See, now it's rhema to them. Amen? See, the Holy Spirit will take the word of God and open it up in your heart and, and flood your being. Look, that's what happened when you got saved. When I got saved, it wasn't the first time I'd heard that Jesus Christ is, is Savior, but it was the first time that it became real for me. That was when I began to know it, to understand it. Before it was just that I would hear people say, yeah, 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 right. Yeah, oh yeah, Jesus. Mm -hmm. but, when, but when God revealed it to me, oh, man, oh, because it was as if I was a person, I've often characterized it this way. It's as if I was blindfolded, walked to the edge of a cliff with someone with their hands at my back waiting to push me over. And I didn't know where I was. I didn't know the danger I was in. And Jesus comes along and takes off the blindfold and picks me up and walks me away. And then I get to look, he said, see? Whoa, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I realized I would, if Satan could have killed me, I'd have busted hell wide open. But I didn't see it until Jesus 
came into my life, until I opened my heart to him, then I could see where I was, I really was. <laughs>